sunrise this morning. It was at one minute past eight. And uh, if you'd been fortunate enough to have been up on the South Downs at that time, you'd have seen absolutely nothing. (laughs) Because you'd have been in the cloud and it was raining. But uh, if the weather had been better, you might have seen something like this. That is sunrise on the South Downs. It's sunrise. It's a beautiful time of day. It's gorgeous. And uh, that gradual orange glow in the eastern horizon, the way it changes to, uh, you know, as it begins to see a light blues and oranges and yellows, and then the first glimpse of the rising sun. It's a magical time of day. And you know, Christmas is a sunrise. At least that's what uh, the reading that Anastasia read for us. It's uh, just there in Luke 1 and verses 67 to 80 there. That's what the Bible tells us there, that quite simply, Christmas is a sunrise. Uh, it says here, if you're, uh, if you're following there, it says just in verse 78, and uh, it says, because the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. Now, when the sun rises, it's uh, uh, it's not that the sun isn't there an hour before. Of course, we know it's just below the horizon there. But then we see it coming as the sky lightens, and then we see the first glimpse of the rising sun, and we see it. And uh, with the Christmas sunrise, it's the same. It's not that Jesus wasn't there before. It's just... He was born on this earth. And this world now sees him. And the world sees for the first time why he's come. And in that reading, uh, well, what's going on? We've got it there, Luke 1, 67 to 80. What is happening? Well, there's an old priest called Zechariah. He's been married to Elizabeth for a donkey's years. And uh, about nine months ago, the archangel Gabriel turns up and said, Zechariah, your wife is going to have a baby, a baby boy, and you're going to call him John. And Zechariah said, yeah, right. All words to that effect, okay? And, uh, uh, and he said, you do realize we're both antiques, don't you? And this just isn't going to happen. All words to that effect. But anyway, Elizabeth, his wife, got pregnant. And they've just had a baby boy. And they've called him John. And uh, this is John the Baptist. This is Jesus' forerunner. And Zechariah has been on mute for the last nine months because he didn't believe this was going to happen. And now the mute button has been released. And here's his song. And if if you're a good Anglican... Uh, Maybe you've been used to singing or chanting this in morning prayer after the New Testament reading. It's the Benedictus from the Latin uh, of verse 68. Benedictus Domine Deus. No more Latin, okay? That's enough Latin for this evening. But it means praise be to God. Praise be to God. And it's a song about salvation. It's uh, salvational words that, that are linked to that run all the way through. So verse number 68 there, he has come to his people and redeemed them. Uh, the next verse, he says, he has raised up a horn of salvation. We'll come back to that. Uh, verse 71, salvation from our enemies. 
Verse 74 here, to rescue us. Another salvation type word. Verse 74. Oh, just had that. 77. Verse 77. To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. It just keeps on propping up. This is a salvation song. In fact, Zechariah sings that Christmas is the sunrise of salvation. Christmas is the sunrise of salvation. So three questions. I won't speak for terribly, terribly long tonight. But first of all, first one is this. Salvation from what? Salvation from what? Well, if you have a look in verse 77 there, verse 77, it says, uh, to give his people a knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Now, it's clear, isn't it? It's crystal clear. The world is a very curious place, and it's a curious mixture of, on the one hand, beauty and delight and amazing people achieving amazing things. But then, on the other hand, well, we woke up this morning, didn't we, to a tragedy and a tsunami uh, in Krak- with a Krakatoa eruption and the uh, tsunami that's followed that. Hundreds of people have lost their lives. Uh, crisis, the housing folks, are telling us that thousands in the UK are sleeping rough in cars this winter time. Uh, there, been, there have been a couple in Crawley being questioned over the Gatwick drone incident. It appears now that they didn't have much or if anything to do with it. But that caused misery to tens of thousands, didn't it? Why is our world this curious mixture? Why is it the way it is? Well, Christians believe that ultimately... Ultimately, you can explain our world. In fact, you can explain ourselves. You can explain yourself because we individually are also a curious mixture of good and not so good and downright awful. Uh, We can explain all this by looking at a fractured relationship that we've mentioned a couple of times already this evening, a fractured relationship between us and our Creator, We live, so many of us, independent of our Creator. And that has all sorts of consequences. The Bible tells us uh, that this independence, or sin, the religious words, uh, and it tells us uh, John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus by telling people about how they could have their sins forgiven. So, salvation from what? Salvation from our sins. Salvation from our rebellion against God. Leaving God out of our lives. Thank you very much. And the consequences of that. Because that's the consequences of this rebellion against God. They're all over the show. It's a, it includes things like you know, being separated from all that we might enjoy and value and all the good things and all you appreciate and all that gives you a smile and a warmth in your life and in your heart and a separation from all you love. And in the end, it becomes an eternal separation from all those things. And Christmas is about being saved from all that. I wonder if you've ever wondered why we have Christmas. I mean, if we didn't, if Christmas didn't exist, what would the world be like? Well, you know, if we didn't have a problem with God. If Jesus didn't come and didn't need to, and there was no such thing as Christmas, 
You know, if we were okay with life, then there'd be no need for Christmas. If we were okay, there'd be no point in Christmas. If we were okay as people, as individuals, as a human race, then I guess we would never have heard of Christmas in the first place because it would never have needed to exist. But we have Christmas. And it is the essence of salvation. It's actually saying, Christmas is actually saying, we've got a problem. We have a great difficulty. Or to use the religious language, we need saving. And Christmas is the sunrise of salvation. It is the sunrise of salvation. Now you could say, we need saving from ourselves. That would be true. You could say, we need saving from a lost eternity. That would be true. We could say, we need saving from our sins. That would be true too. Whichever way you put it, whatever language we use, there is a problem. We have a problem with God. And Christmas is the God-inspired, God-initiated sunrise to our salvation. Verse 78 calls it there a rescue. A rescue. In March 2016... U.S. Navy SEAL Ed Byers. Here he is in two guises. That's first on the left with his uniform, on the right when he was in action. And, uh, and Ed Byers, in uh, March 2016, he received the U.S. Medal of Honor for his part in the successful rescue of an American doctor who was being held, by the, held hostage by the Taliban in Afghanistan. That the Medal of Honor is the highest military honor that can be bestowed on an American serviceman or woman, a bit like our Victoria Cross. And Byers received it uh, for using his body uh, as a shield to protect the American hostage, Dr. Dillip Joseph. Well, well, the citation says, while simultaneously subduing another enemy. I think we know what that means. And the mission was planned in detail. And it involved an airlift by a helicopter from a, a secret base and they were dropped off in a five-hour forced march to their, uh, to their target uh, where the doctor was being held hostage. And you see, when the helicopters lifted off from that uh, secret air base to, do, to fly in, it was then that the mission effectively began. And that is our Christmas Day. Christmas Day is that beginning of that rescue, that sunrise of salvation. Christmas is the sunrise of salvation. Rescue from what? Salvation from what? Salvation from our rebellion against God and the consequences of that for all time and for all eternity. Second thing this evening is this. Salvation by what? Or by whom? Christmas says salvation is by the birth of a little baby. Six pounds, maybe. Seven, perhaps. Born to a probably teenage couple called Mary and Joseph in a backwater called Bethlehem, which wouldn't even warrant a dot on the map in those days. In those days, you'd say, oh, I'm going to Bethlehem, and they'd say, Bethlehem, where? Never heard of it. That was until Jesus was born there. And yet the Bible says of this baby, verse 69, he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. What, what do we mean by that? It means a strong king of salvation. 
Because a horn symbolizes power. Uh, I was once in the Lake District. Well, I've been there lots of times, but uh, once I was there and uh, uh, it was dusk. And I was driving along one of those little country lanes, dry stone wall on the right, dry stone wall on the left. And then uh, all of a sudden, just out of the gloom, this enormous red deer jumped clean over the dry stone wall on the right-hand side, ran across the road in front of me, and jumped clean over the dry stone wall on the left-hand side. It was, it was the most enormous red deer with the grandest pair of antlers I'd seen in my life. And uh, I was quite glad he timed it well, because I didn't fancy sharing the front seat of the car with him. And uh, those antlers were huge. In fact, a deer's antlers mean power. They're the horns of a deer. Uh, or you could think of uh, maybe not a red deer, but the Cape Buffalo. There's a Cape Buffalo. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? And uh, um, those are serious horns. Now, apparently, if you upset a male Cape Buffalo, and, uh, well, first of all, just don't. All right, that, that's the most important thing, just don't. But anyway, if you do, what will happen? He will scrape the ground with one of his front hooves, and then he'll rhythmically do this. That's not much help if you're listening on the internet, is it? <laughs> he will rhythmically sway his head from side to side. Then when you see him doing that, you've got to run, because he's about to charge you. Horns mean power. And this baby Jesus, he's called here a strong king or a horn of salvation, a powerful horn of salvation. Now, how does that work? How does that actually work out in practice? Just flip over, verse 77, to give his people a knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. It's actually about Jesus' death, which seems very strange on someone's birthday, just about, to be talking about their funeral. But actually, that's what the Bible does. That's what Christianity does consistently. Because he came to die. The little baby came to die for you and for me. Uh, Anna, my wife, and I used to uh, live in Oxford. And uh, for one of, we lived there for three years. For one of those years, Anna was uh, commuting up to Banbury, uh, north of Oxford. And the, on the road there, it went uh, past this little village. Uh, it's a village called Upper Hayford. Well, very nice, Oxfordshire village. And uh, just outside Upper Hayford, there's a US Air Force base, or there was. And uh, they had based their F-111 fighter bombers. And then one day, as one of those was coming into land, they had a total hydraulic failure. And the plane almost was completely uncontrollable. The control tower said to the guys, two of them on the plane, you've got to eject now. But they knew if they stayed with the plane, it was going to fly straight into Upper Hayford. So they stayed with it. They coaxed it beyond the village to where it would not uh, crash into any houses. And, uh, but then it was too late for them to eject. And it crashed, and it killed the pilot, Captain Jerry Lind, and the navigator, uh, Major Mike Maguire. But everyone in the village was safe. Those two guys were buried in the village of Upper Hayford. You may not be able to read it there, but this is what it says uh, towards the bottom of their gravestone. Uh, it uh, refers to Jerry Lind and Major David, or known as Mike Maguire. And it says this, who gallantly gave their lives to save our 
village. It's a picture of Jesus who died for us. And the result of his death for us is that our sin, our problem with God, can be forgiven. Salvation by what? Salvation by Jesus' death for us. When I was at primary school, a very long time ago, Mr. Robinson was our caretaker. And uh, at Christmas and Easter time, he used to wipe the boards clean uh, with his duster, get all the writing off, but you could tell that there was lots of chalk dust on it. And then in the summer, he would wash them. And one summer holiday, when I was a student, I had a summer holiday job at the school, so I was involved in washing, uh, as we call them then, the blackboards uh, of the, uh, the chalk that was on them. The difference between wiping and washing? Well, if you wipe the boards, you would smudge the chalk, but everyone would knew would know that there had been writing on the board beforehand. When you washed it, it was as good as new until the teachers mucked it up. But it was as good as new, and, and there was, uh, it just looked as if it never, ever been used. When Jesus died for us, the Bible tells us he didn't just wipe it, he washed our sins away, just as if we had never done anything wrong in the first place. Christmas is the sunrise of salvation. Salvation from what? From our rebellion against God and its consequences. Salvation by what? By this baby Jesus coming in and dying for us. And salvation for what? Well, for heaven. You look at verse 78 there, and he talks there about... uh, Uh, by God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven so that we may go to heaven. Now, verse 74 there is talking about a loving relationship with God to enable us to serve him without fear, a relationship of love with God, a relationship of intimacy and knowledge and being known, a relationship of joy and fun and a quality of life which is all, as it was always meant to be. And it speaks of that kind of relationship that you've always dreamed of. You know, you know the kind of relationship you think, wouldn't it be extraordinary if I could have a relationship where I love someone and they love me deeply and genuinely, where they're utterly committed to me, where, where they've never broken any promise, and I know they're always going to be with me and I can always trust them, and they've given themselves to me in sacrifice, in sacrifice and sacrificial love throughout their lives and so on. That is just incredibly special. If you're experiencing that kind of friendship and so on now, it's wonderful, isn't it? And you know... Christianity is that kind of relationship with Jesus, who of course is no longer a baby, but he is the risen Lord of all, who says you will come and live in our lives, in our hearts, by his spirit, if we commit ourselves to him. And it's that relationship, you know, that can be yours tonight, if you don't have it right now, or at any time you'd like to start it, and it will change your life, and it will change your eternity And when we want to begin it, we just simply say a prayer. Perhaps one like this. Those words. Jesus, thank you that you love me. And Christmas is the sunrise of salvation. Please give me this salvation today. 
as I commit myself to you. Amen. I'm going to leave that on the screen. You could make that your prayer right now, or you could just think or say something broadly parallel with that at any time. And if you do, it would be really helpful uh, to tell someone about that. Christmas is the sunrise of salvation. Salvation from what? Salvation from our rebellion against God and its consequences. Salvation by what? Salvation by this baby who grew up to him in man and then gave himself for us on a cross. And salvation for what? For a great relationship now. And for heaven for all eternity. Christmas is the sunrise of salvation. Now, can I say, uh, I'm going to stop in just a moment. Uh, We have these books uh, called An Even Better Christmas. They're by the doors. Do take one. They're absolutely free. Tell you a little bit more about Christmas. And if you'd like to find out more about uh, Christianity, about Jesus, then these little cards are in all the chairs. Just take one from the chair in front of you. And uh, uh, it tells you a little bit more about it. I'll be leaving this coffee and cake. Uh, between four and six weeks, depending on how keen we are, to uh, find out more about Jesus. And we'll, uh, uh, very informally, uh, and we'll simply uh, have a look at some Bible passages and see more about this Jesus. Christmas is the sunrise of salvation.